Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of Sour Graps, Great American Bash Edition. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, so I was going to do like a whole like super American-y thing with red, white, and blue sparklers and whatnot and all i have for you is sour patch kids and a captain america t-shirt i i failed you kate tell them what we're doing here hey we're doing the great american best post show for my goodness july 30th one more mm. day left of this month which is pretty wild but get in your super chats get in your humper chats at humperchats.com please Please, please leave a thumbs up on this video to support us. It's the best free way that you can support us. But we're not here for free support only. We're here to take all of the money that we can from you. All right? So head over to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe for the best wrestling news in the biz. All sorts of scoop skis coming out there. All right? There's a lot going on in the wrestling world. Plus, when Alex and I... Are reviewing non-NXT products. You get an alternative play post show of the premium live events and four pay-per-views of any kind as well. Lots of good things happening in the world of Fightful Select. Um, and subscribe Zach, to the YouTube channel too. Yeah, do that. Zach was asking <laughs> what happened to my America sunglasses. I don't have them. All the sun, all the Fourth of July stuff got put away when we cleaned up after the Fourth of July, and I don't know what box my wife put it in. And I'm really tired, <laughs> and um, I'm sorry. You, so you don't have to you, like make excuses. No, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do the funny funny glasses fit. We didn't even discuss it. Ugh. I got I got back from my weekend, my relaxing weekend up in the woods. Uh, at at our friend's uh, lake cottage where I got no sleep because it was a thousand degrees in a Oof. bed that was made for a toddler. And, <laughs> and I was sleeping on top of the covers because um, it was just so damn hot and I got no sleep. And we drove back and I, I walked in the door um, and turned on the pre-show and the match was starting. So I have had zero time to decompress or like figure out what's going on in my life. Um, 
So yes, I do apologize for not being ready with great American fervor for the great American bash, but what you see is what you get. I'm sorry. Um, what you see is what you don't get um, with the matches tonight because what we saw was awesome and we didn't get that because the finishes were booked to be crap. <laughs> so that's my well connection said. that I've well made said. here. So yeah, it's a, it's a deal, you know, it's a deal. There was a lot of really great in-ring. There was some stuff that, uh, that missed, but I appreciated even like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the submission match was, wasn't great, but what I, kind of overall thoughts the main event my god like just my, my goodness those guys mm -hmm. were bumping and selling like pro wrestlers my gosh but with the women's matches i felt like um both of them were kind of designed to pull a different side out of all of them which i thought mm. was cool and i felt like it succeeded on one side and the the weapons wild match the hardcore match and maybe didn't succeed so much in the submission match because just wasn't well executed. And we'll talk about that finish as well. But mm -hmm. like, this is kind of on par for a lot of the NXT pay-per-views where the in-ring is great and yep. the finishes are mm -hmm. not so great. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, like considering where the weekly product has been compared to what we got tonight. Yeah. The in-ring I thought was really strong. And the finishes were and, and, mostly and, not good. <laughs> um, and uh, to to be expected when you put like Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov in a match together. My God, yeah. It's to be expected that the, that the in ring will be amazing. Um, it's also, unfortunately, at this point, to be expected that they'll figure out some way of just not having the better guy win the match. Yeah, you know, that's, or having that's... him win in a dumb way. Or well, her, the, the, but, but I mean, like, yes, perhaps in this match, yes, the better guy did win, but not because he was just the better guy. Sure. Because stuff happened. Yeah. You know, like, and that's just, they can't, they can't resist it. They can't resist it. Um, uh, there was, um, I will say, uh, I'm happy that I got home in time to watch the pre-show. Yes. Because the pre-show was, it. in my opinion, uh, the second best match of the entire night. Yeah, I um, thought it was fantastic, and I was glad to see that they put a match on the pre-show. Yes, but they don't do that a lot, and it was a great match. Do that so awesome. more. Yeah, I'll tune in if you do that. Yes, I will. I don't need to hear. Tune, I will I certainly do? not tune in to watch. Um, uh, what's her name? I'm sorry. Uh, the backstage interviewer on NXT. I don't remember her name. And she's right really now. good, and I always she's really good, and name. I don't remember her name. Her, Ugh. Sam Roberts, and a guy I don't know. Talk to me about NXT in front of a green screen. Like, I will never watch that. Never. But if you put wrestling on, I will tune into the wrestling. So that, that Mackenzie Mitchell. Mackenzie Mitchell. Good. Uh, she's good. She's really good. Yeah, I, I like her. She was good on pre-shows, but she I think she's really good in her role. Um, I... Actually, wait. Hold on. No. Sorry. Mackenzie Mitchell wasn't the host. That's the the host. Mackenzie Mitchell, I know. I don't know the name of the girl who does backstage interviews for SmackDown. She was the host of the pre-show panel, but okay, I don't know I her name. That I missed entirely. Yes. Um, Megan, Megan Morant. Morant. Thank you. There it is. Mackenzie Mitchell, Megan Morant. Eminem and Eminem. 
If they ever, if they ever become, if they ever become a tag team, they need to be called Eminem and Eminem. Off to a great start, not remembering people's names, but I will say, um, it's smart that they do it for people who are that right now. I feel like there's probably people that are tuning in for the pay-per-view that don't watch the weekly products. Like we do, we watch this stuff every week. So like, I don't really have an interest in the panel, Uh, but I have a major interest in anything Noam Dar's doing. Uh And this was a really great match. And um, it, Nathan Nathan Frazier's too fast. He is too fast. He's just like you know, you know how the, the old the old guys would go. Everybody, come on now, slow it down. The only guy I can say that for is Nathan Frazier because the camera can't keep up with him. Like he's just so damn fast running those ropes. He's I, the human I, version I of it. what Axiom's effect used to be with the yep. like. Yes, yes. <laughs> In the real life, though, yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, he's a. Uh, he's um. Uh, so he's he's excellent. Uh, I thought Noam Dar uh, back wrestling again. Good. Um, um, I I thought honestly that um, the women did some really good stuff. Yes, this was too. much. That stronger. was what put yeah. it over the top for me. I always knew the men in the match were going to be great. You got Dragon Lee in there as well, uh, and Oro Mensa is a is a great worker. So that I knew they're all those all those guys were going to hit their spots and do great. When you have the inexperienced women on the roster in there, and then it's like it becomes a thing of like I hope I don't watch um, Noam Dar and Nathan Frazier work in a clinic, and then one of the women gets tagged in, so the other one across the thing gets to get in, and we watch them like dance for a little while. Yeah, because that happens sometimes, and this was not the case. There, like I, I'm really interested interested to see. If they can do some more stuff with uh, Ulysses Leon and Valentina Ferois, so that they get enough work in as a team, that they might be one of the ones that ends up getting um, maybe in a couple of months, Sonia and Chelsea come down and give them a title shot, because there aren't many tag teams left in in, in NXT for the women, if at all, uh, and this one I think after tonight counts. Uh, Valentina Feroz getting like a boost up and doing a flying plancha to the outside. Excellent. Yeah. To last legend's credit, she caught full, like took all weight by herself. Yes, and broke the fall perfectly, and then got up immediately and hit a pump kick on Nathan Frazier, like right in his mush, like and that looked really good. So good for last legend to continue to improve. We always knew she had that kind of natural talking ability. Yes, you know? for sure. And now we, we we're like we're like I don't I don't need to see you injure Saray a second time. Maybe yeah. maybe not. But now she's gotten better, and she will continue to improve. Let's hope. And I think uh, Jakara Jackson also has a lot of that charisma. Good. So this this match, um, honestly, the reason I liked it so much is because I didn't have very high expectations for it, and it certainly surpassed. Uh yeah, we knew that Lash Legend had the Riz, as mm-hmm. the kids say. I'm really yes. so hip. So mm-hmm. I knew what yep. they uh, what that means, and I I it, I was very glad to see that too because you do. And this is what effective stables, especially mixed stables, can do. Like if um, when things are are well executed in this way, like it makes it such a 
cohesive unit and it makes it really, really fun. And there's a ton of diversity within that, right? Like, um, I feel like the metaphor, the strengths of everybody that's in it are so completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really refreshing to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I wonder who maybe put this match together too. Cause I also just felt like everybody was used properly. And sometimes these matches can get very messy. Uh, and I, I really liked a lot of what we saw here. I, I felt like it was very, very well done in mm-hmm. that everybody's strengths were utilized and uh, they just played the roles that everybody kind of should have been playing here. This was really, really fun. Yeah. Um, the uh, Meet Enormous says, hi, Alex, Kate, sup, painful, sup, what, painful? Now I can't even read. I'm so tired. Sup, partner. Partner. It, like, it looks like painful from here. I'm My eyes are bad now. Oh, no. Uh, SGS, may Gapagool be with you all. I, I, accidentally, I actually, accidentally, wow, I am losing it. I actually watched NXT, still have my eyeballs. Four out of five pork chops. So that's good. That is. That's a, a strong, um, way better scale than the Melter scale. No offense uh, to Caden uh, says, uh, just left the show. Had a great time. Well, Caden was at, at the show. Our, our Fightful correspondent, Caden, at the show. Um, he is. Was uh, I wonder if he had a Great American Bash of a time. Wonder. Um, and uh, Jim Pringle says, happy Bash in SGS. The, PL, the PLE was meh. Um, I actually thought it was pretty good. Like, I mean... Dumb finishes aside, I felt like it was pretty strong. It was, it was, it was, with the exception of one match, it was better than it had any right to be. And one of my favorites is the champion now. It's true. We get to talk um, about that. So yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, um, I, I apologize for not. Re- oh, oh, Dragon Lee hit the Destino on Oro Mensa, right? To to win the 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 eight person tag. Oh, the finish of the eight person tag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. And um, they're setting up Dragon Lee to be to be important so that he can lose to Dominic. We'll get to that. We'll get to um, that. I'll I'll say this. I think this was definitely one of Dominic's better showings, but mm. uh, he played his role, and his role was and his role was to suck. His like. That's kind his, of the... his role. His role is is to is to everyone. Everyone has a good time watching two infinitely more talented wrestlers beat him up until he snakes the victory and makes the crowd mad. Right, That's... but we've seen him be bad at his role, which right. makes it even worse. Yeah. And so tonight, I still don't like what his role is, but I can objectively say he was better at it tonight. And I still mm-hmm. hate what happened in that match. Yeah. Um, but I'm also at the point where whether he wins or loses against Dragon Lee, I, I'm so like frustrated by what they've done to Mustafa Ali and Wesley in this. Yeah. Like, even if he turns around and loses it to Dragon Lee, and that's mm-hmm. the reason they did all this, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm still just so frustrated about what this company doesn't do with Mustafa Ali. I know. I know. Um, uh, we have our old friend Mark Losper back. He's he's uh, not not around as much anymore, and I, I, I can't say that I blame him. But uh, but dumb finishes aside, it was fine. Is the know. WWE motto. Miss you. Dumb finishes aside, it was fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. there is like the benefit of 
I, I don't have Alex's illness of that bad finishes will ruin an entire match for me. Yeah, I know. So I wish the, I didn't have my illness. <laughs> I know it. It definitely dampens it, and in s- some cases, finishes are so bad it does. Yeah. But for me, like I, there's enough of in ring story outside of that that I um mm-hmm. can enjoy things more. Yes. Uh, Corey David saying that uh, Nathan Frazier is Seth pre-injury. Um, like, I mean, I, 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 before Seth blew out his knee, doing a sunset bomb to Kane at a house show. Jesus. He, he was a different animal than he is now. That's for sure. But I don't think he was ever. Tyler Black might have been this. Seth Rollins wasn't this fast. Like, I don't Nathan even Frazier know if Tyler crazy. Black was like even like, in Tyler Black matches I've seen like, I, and I even just like from a size perspective I, I feel like and just a moveset perspective I don't know if he ever was but he he an understandable comparison That's, I wouldn't say it's off base I just mm-hmm. tonight <laughs> I saw right. from right. Nathan Frazier plus I don't think Bob is Seth Rollins' uncle so there's just like a whole sure yeah yeah I get you. That's true. I don't think that it is. Um, well, uh, good good things happen sometimes. They do. In, in WWE. It's rare enough that it's newsworthy. Um, but uh, my boy Tony D, uh, who, as you pointed out, I am in love with, yeah. is now a champion in yeah. NXT. Um, the first I mean, they're going to break up championship- in two months, but tonight of course. was a good day. No, like I was... <laughs> It was I was this close to thinking that Tony D was going to take the gold, turn around and punch stacks in the mouth and then reveal he's got a couple of new like offensive tackles from Notre Dame who don't know how to wrestle, <laughs> who like walk out and they they're his they're his guys, you know, like um, but I'm very happy they didn't do that because I think that stacks has really improved. However, this does not mean that it is not a prerogative for you, should be, to get them more guys so he's not the dawn of a single dude. Because it's still weird that he's that the the, the mob consists of two guys. Um, He's also just so not Italian mob. I honestly... He's he's so um, not Italian mob dude at all. No. I... Distracting. I was watching this going, well... It would be so WWE to do this incredibly long story. This shit started in April of 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 Tony D being arrested by two of the worst actors in the history of the world. Um, do and we taken even know to that? Because I don't think we saw their faces. We, do we? I, I, I don't know. They could they could have been plants. Um, they um, so they, he was arrested and taken to prison where he was wait, awaiting trial for crimes. Like, I don't even know exactly what he was charged with. For crimes. <laughs> I mean, it's just crimes, just general just general criminal activity. Um, and then there was this whole thing of like, um, uh, 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 it was Gallus was obviously the one who set him up. But is it possible we were thinking maybe that Stax helped set him up and he's been working with Gallus, but then there was like the swerve of that, that, that actually Stax set up Gallus to think that he set up Dominic, that he said that he set up Tony D and all this stuff. And that has gone on since April. 
all the way until now. So like three months. And it would be so WWE to do all of that just to have Gallus retain. And then move on to new challengers. It would be so fun to do that. So I wasn't expecting them to win. Now, Until do you I remember saw... said, said crimes were them trying to murder pretty deadly? I don't believe that was what they were talking about, though. But it's possible. I don't know. Um, it, it should, but, like, that's how long it's been. It should have been, yes. Like, pretty, pretty deadly. There's a thing. Um, here's how we know you can't charge him with the murder of pretty deadly. Because they've been on SmackDown. And if there's no body, and indeed, if the body is not actually a body but is alive, you can't charge a guy with murder. It, you know that it's actually it's in law books. Um, I've heard. So um, here's the deal. Um, when I knew though that there was I mean, a very attempted good, murder, yeah, yeah, very good chance that um, that Gallus was going to lose was that incredibly elaborate uh, opening package for them. Yeah. They watched the ring. I was like, they usually do that for champions on the last night of their championship ring. Yeah. So I was like. It's possible. So I loved watching this match, not really knowing what was going to happen, but certainly rooting for my boy, Tony D the whole time. Um, And I love the return of the crowbar and using it righteously on a guy we don't like, as opposed to using it for nefarious reasons on a guy we do like, (laughs) but it's really the same thing. And I love that, that it all depends on if we're cheering for a guy or booing him, whether or not we like it. Um, But we liked it this time. And, um, and then them hitting the the bada bing bada boom, I believe that's that is that's that's uh. I'm, I'm a coffee brother. Yeah, that's your, your your Joe Coffee. I'm Joe Coffee right now. Your Joe Coffee, that's that's actually kind of eerie. That's very very uncanny. <laughs> that's good. I feel like it was a good, a good. First of all, I really liked the match. Um, mm-hmm. I. What I kind of like about them winning is it stabilizes the story a little bit as well. Like, there has been a lot of, like, well, this happened, and then this sort of happened, and this, and then he's out of jail, and then them winning, it kind of is, like, a nice little, okay, they're champions, what's next? Probably headed toward them breaking up because it is NXT, and that's the way things go. However, um, I feel like... With Gallus is kind of they're in now in that okay what do you do next piece of things because it's that I feel like they gained a lot of equity and they were kind of newer when they came over and won the title so it's that's that's the back and forth dance is it like mm-hmm. them versus the Creeds who are still there like where do they go so I'm intrigued I'm intrigued to see what happens yeah um. Um, it disturbs me how you can just do flum, flum, and then all of a sudden it looks okay now. Um, oh, sorry. I'm just so versatile with my hair. That's uh, great. Um, <laughs> so, um, they hit the, uh, the, I think I believe it's called the bada bing, bada boom. Um, and Tony gets the pin. If it's not called that, it's called that. Like, I don't should, know what it, to tell it, you. It like, should be called that's that. That's what it is. So. It should be called that. Um, I, uh, yeah, so they win. They're the champions now. Tony D has a championship. And I think it's awesome that they gave him the title uh, when the crowd loves him. You know what I mean? Like, the crowd, I think, has always been, like, sneaky, like, we like this dude because he's really good at what he does, even though he's a bad guy. Like, when he was feuding with Petey Poppins. Like, 
we know he's a bad guy, but like we still get a kick out of him. Like that's always been his thing. But I love that the crowd is now allowed to adore him and to an extent stacks as well, because I think he's doing a good job. And they get to be dead champs until they turn on each other in next Tuesday. Yeah, so. if not before in some like online exclusive. Uh yeah. I am very happy for him. He definitely deserves gold. Uh and it's you're right, like his trajectory of all of all people, if you had told me the mob guy who was talking about the Hudson River while standing in front of Chicago <laughs> landmarks mm-hmm. was gonna have one of the cleaner trajectories in NXT. I would not have thought that would have been the case, right. but like he's had some really good storytelling. He's had some good title matches. The feud with Santos Escobar was so good. Like they mm-hmm. actually really took care of that. This storyline uh, got a little too twisty turny at some points, but he did a great job with it and it, it didn't go so far off course. Like he's been kind of the, one of the better built like built from the ground guys mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that is working in their weird style of everybody being extremely gimmicky also um, um i i i agree with what you're saying uh as well um uh, i i don't know if this is like supposed to be like a storyline thing but um uh tony d was hitting the weights in, in prison because he's even Boy, more yoked he? than normal. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and I just, I mean, I, I'm telling you, there's something um, about the way he just, just yokes a guy right over his head. And it doesn't look like he's expending any energy to do it. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's really fun to watch him do that stuff. And now for him to do like, like there, there's got to, he's going to be um, a, a, a regardless of where he runs i don't i don't i think if you find another guy it's probably not stacks to be honest i think he's doing a good job but it's he doesn't have the same level of the riz as tony d um but like putting those two uh, him with an, uh, the, another guy who's got that same kind of level of charisma and they can feel like they're equals he's going to be an amazing hot tag dude who just gets oh, the hot yeah. tag, runs in, like belly to bellies, spine busters and stuff. That's gonna just re- like really always have those house show crowds going crazy every time he gets the hot tag. He's gonna be really, really great at that. Regardless of whether or not I think that he's like a, a, a really, really talented, should be utilized to a great degree on the roster uh, type of guy. I'm willing to concede that he may not be everybody's cup of tea. Um, sure. But I do believe that he absolutely has a spot as a top tag guy because um, because of that particular part of it, because not everybody has has those great um, everything that you need to be a great hot tag guy. But he's he's excellent. He has really good. The thing that I hope doesn't get lost is like he has great wrestler instincts in the ring. Yeah. too. Like and I don't it always makes me nervous with guys who are this character that that stuff gets lost. I feel like that happens with Zicky Dice and like he's mm-hmm. that guy's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um but I would even say like tag champ for sure and I I think there's definitely mid-card champion stuff with him. Maybe more like transitional reign stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I I refuse to believe despite how AEW books Eddie Kingston that there are 
<laughs> if somebody can grab your emotional investment in the way that a Tony D'Angelo can, or the guy I just referenced, Eddie Kingston can, outside of a title picture and make things feel really important and make every move that they're taking feel really important, that those guys shouldn't also be in title pictures. Um, and I, I think... I love, I will stand by, and you were pushing for it hard. The Italian-American Championship is a great idea. I think there's so so much, like, gold in the gold there. But I I feel like there's, um, you know, you can build out some really fun programs with champions like that that you can't build out with a Dragunov, Mm. a Carmelo Hayes. Like, when it is a unique flavor, I don't think it has the same staying power necessarily, but it's also an opportunity to do stuff you can't do with anybody else. So I I think there is a really good way to take advantage of it. But good for him. He, I'm glad that they got gold today. I think it was the right call. Um, Me too. And I'm, I hope they have something lined up for Gallus because I I really do think they're great too. I, I, I think, I think they've got some, some, some good stuff there as well. That could be for them as I just, it's so weird to me that our friend with the bangs, Joe Coffee, that they just don't freebird those titles. Like, it's so weird that, like, you know, he's he's the face of Gallus. He's the one who does all the talking. He was the I one am. doing negotiations with Tony D. It's true. And the only guys that ever get in the ring to defend the titles are Mark and Wolfgang. And it just feels like it's it's a it's a it's an odd thing that they're obviously a trio. Um, but they don't ever allow them to do that. So, um, and he, it's like a trio, and he's got the same last name. You know what I mean? I actually right. don't like always love the free burning of the title situation. But when you don't have trios titles, right? And you have a trio, right? You gotta do something. You gotta do something. Um, give this man his due. Yep. <laughs> for his due, if for no other mm-hmm. reason. Um, Mark Losper says, "Question for the team: If Dom having a title." And the judgment dorks ruining every show is the price for Tony D having a title. Is it worth it? Not oh. at all. And I love Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> no, there's no, there is, there is zero. I, I, the, I'm trying to find like, where's the, where's the line? Of like Folks, the guys the I got guys I love and certain titles. Is it worth it for Dominic and the Judgment Day to ruin the whole thing with Dominic having a title? I think my line is Mustafa Ali NXT champion, and that's it. Like that's the only thing I would trade and allow Dominic to be doing what he's doing in NXT. Like that's it. Not even D- Mustafa Ali being North American champion. He's got to be like the top, top guy. I don't. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. I don't know how to offset it because I'm I'm just actually very checked out. Like, I, to be honest, like I'm very very checked out on all the judgment day stuff. So it's not even yeah. like I I'm, I'm past the point of like hating it so much yeah. today. I was more frustrated by the fact that like I, I Dom socks talk about it every week. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. some people like it. I ain't one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, today I was just so annoyed by the way this got shoehorned into the creative. Yeah. Like, and I yeah. feel like I have not done as good of a job talking about that piece of it. Cause that, that is almost equally as maddening to me of the fact that they had this great story with three guys that they just threw out the window. Um, And they had an opportunity to revisit it tonight and they chose not to. And so today I'm less mad about Dominic Mysterio and so much more frustrated about um, the underutilization of people that are really great. Cause you can actually have both. I, I don't think there's any world where you could convince me that Dominic's a, a championship caliber wrestler. But you could have him have a championship and also be doing good things with other people, and they continue right. to not do good things with other people. So yep. it's frustrating. Uh, um, there's a weapons wild match, Kate. Uh, Roxanne Perez uh, comes down. Um, she's wearing little jean cutoffs because you know she's it's a hardcore match. It's a hardcore match. Um, and her her baby sister's in the front row, and she's adorable, and she's gonna have to uh, do a lot of um, a lot of acting. Um, it's just to various degrees. Uh, the mom's there too, and um, Blair Davenport comes out of the crowd and gains no advantage. And I was like, "All right, well now you got to work. Now you got to work to now you got to work to make this better," because she comes out of the crowd, doesn't get an entrance herself. She comes out of the crowd. Hits Roxanne. Roxanne turns and hits her back, and they just brawl. Like there was no like I came out of the crowd with a wrench or something. It's a weapons wild match. Smash a bottle over her head. Do something. It's a weapons wild match. I know the rest of the match is going to be based around chairs and trash cans, which is just in every kind of hardcore match. You should come out of the crowd with a friggin' machete. Like, I don't know what you're like, it's a weapons wild match i'm not saying you got to draw blood with it come out of the crowd with something imaginative don't come out of the crowd with a forearm shiver that's not even actually a weapon like you're rare, not doing anything rare moment of disagreement blair davenport should not have emerged from the crowd with a machete <laughs> i love okay, most fine. of your creative ideas i think a machete a, a board with a nail in it just like you know security just... concerns uh, but Some kind of improvised hobo weapon. I don't know, you know, something. 
She definitely should have emerged with something because in, it feels to me in that situation that the weapons weren't at all wild, Alex. It felt like no. the weapons were extremely controlled. Right. But they also thought that cardboard boxes were like a huge point yes. of pain last yes. week. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Uh, but I really did. I, thank God Roxanne won, first of all, because like well, if, they, if oh, they had her lose this, oh, it was going to be like. Thank God. Who <laughs> her mom and her sister and her anxiety are all there yes. and she loses that would have been really really terrible however uh, i there was a lot that i actually really liked about this blair davenport's just a very believable wrestler in, in matches like this and in the character that she has been kind of allotted to and it isn't a huge departure from the person that she was kind of on the independence and her work in japan and stuff um so this is just kind of an NXT natural progression into the the world of very weird. Uh, I thought this was good, and I, I appreciated the attempt to show different sides of Roxanne than we've normally seen. I feel like everything leading into this was so bad. Um, and I... Uh, I I liked that they felt like they were beating the hell out of each other. Like I I was nervous that it wasn't going to feel that way, but there were points in it that worked. Of her, um, she's always been the plucky underdog, and so if someone getting beaten the hell out of, like you have to have her get her shit kicked in because you have to then pay that off on the the upswing, right? So, um. The, the downfall of it has been so dumb and coming out of a, a title loss, not even a title loss, a title revocation for no reason because she ended up being in the match anyway, uh, that she then, I guess, lost it proper. Uh, it, it's just been such a bad, weird trajectory that I feel like, okay, at least what we got to tonight made sense and at least she went over. Um, I, I think Blair Davenport's a really good dance partner for someone like that because she just she has the menacing bully thing, which I think is usually ten times more effective than the like bully bullying thing. And since so much of Roxanne's stuff has felt like an after school special, somebody who's actually good at feeling like a real world bully who um is more vicious than uh performative anger. I, I felt like it, it kind of clicked in. I, I liked a lot of what we got here. Um, oh, this is great. <clears throat> a little question here from MD Cyclo. What happened to Tatum? Why does she not get involved? The only time we've ever seen Tatum Paxley help Blair Davenport was out of the friggin' blue where she sacrificed herself in a battle royal to attack Roxanne Perez on the outside and they just said that Blair and her were not in cahoots. That was just something Tatum Paxley did just f- for shits and gigs. Like, that's just it. To they get just at Roxanne. There was an awesome opportunity to have her be uh, Blair Davenport's accomplice through the whole thing, like a scream deal, where some of the attacks that happened in the parking lot were carried out by Blair Davenport, but some of them were carried out by tatum paxley which made it harder to identify the real assailant 
there was a really great opportunity to do that, which also would have fit perfectly with why she turned on Ivy Nile out of the blue, because she had been evil for months and hiding it pretty well. Did they do any of that? No. Have we seen Tatum Paxley do anything but lose since she did that ridiculous thing um, where she sacrificed herself in a battle royal? No. Yes, we've seen her put on black lipstick right, and forgot. black hair. Forgot. Yep. Yep. That's true. Um, I liked a lot of this. I, I liked I liked a lot of it too. I liked the um of Roxanne trying over and over again to get the pop rocks out of the chairs, but it yes. didn't work until it did. Yeah. Um fine. I like that. Uh Arja says forearm shivers are only weapons for Takeshta. <laughs> it's true. That's fair. Uh um Meet Normus says weapons wild lack the single fork. Like WTF. Uh, well, where's Mox at? Um, and Luis says that they had JC Jane turn into Moxley's little sister for a match, but no blood on this one. Come on now. Ellen. Well, it is a WWE premium live event, and we know how they feel about women and gory self-mutilation. We do, so. we do. Yep. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, and but Mark Losper says, Sean to Triple H. Sure, gaining no advantage coming out of the crowd may not make any sense at all, but it's pretty wild, right? Huh? Weapons wild? Huh? Um, I still can't believe that's how they did it. Like, they had her come out of the crowd, and then they just started the match. There was, like, she didn't actually, like, come out of the crowd with a weapon. Like, somebody was saying in the chat, brass knuckles would have been perfect because... Then she would have been confiscated. They would have been confiscated when she was walking through. Security wouldn't have grabbed him from her. So Arguably, one shot to the back of, of of Roxanne's head, and then she has to like try and like she's daisy woozy from the re she's trying to gain her focus back through the whole thing. She can play the underdog against the mean Davenport, who could probably have pinned her right away, but wants to cause more pain, like. That's a really great opportunity for them to tell a story. Instead, they just did basically your standard hardcore match with with Roxanne as the underdog, but not really. Uh, Brass Knucks, arguably a better weapon of choice than a machete. I will say that. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have also loved if they did that and William Regal was just in the crowd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice little connection there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was there were a lot more opportunities to do kind of like a Blair Davenport playing with her yep. prey kind of mm -hmm. thing uh, which I feel like is always effective with these mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll take it. Of all the things that NXT mm -hmm. gives us, I will take this one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, uh, Wags says, full disclosure, I know nothing about NXT just dropping in to say Kate and Alex are my faves. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're our um, faves. Uh, and so also Louise is asking what, what are puns? Did we already do America puns for 4th of July? We probably did that. Puns for 4th um, of July. What, what should we do instead? Bash I feel like puns? We, no, because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it should be something for the fact that Tony D's champion puns. Oh. Um, I, I don't I don't know if we should send set the SGS loose with Italian puns. Well, no, but, um, but, but but it's possible. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's gonna go places we don't need it to go. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like yeah. 
mob puns though. We could do mobster puns. Yes. Mobster movie puns and yes. and tropes. Let's yes. do that. Yeah. Um, um mob and uh and mafia movie puns, something like that. There you go. Good. Done. Yeah. Um Matthew Plus is here. Um Oh great. Kate fixing her bangs is like putting a lip putting lipstick on a pig. That's not nice. Nor and then he says true. the only gory self mutilation I see is Kate's bangs. Well, didn't he say Kate's B A by accident? He did, but but he did by accident. But I I don't know why I'm extending any kind of grace to him. Yeah, I don't way. I don't know why either. But my my Bachelor of Arts degree it should yeah. is, is perfectly fine. Yeah, idiot. I mean, anything, Learn to anything, type, moron. Anything is possible. Oh. You could have said anything as possible too. Okay, it's like Ma Ma mafia and Italian food puns. I don't want to see any Tasteful. slander of an entire an entire people. I do enough of that with my Giovanni Vinci impersonation. <laughs> okay, we just that's the quota, and we're not going to go any further than that. I think it sounds very authentic. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, good. Um, so good for Roxanne Perez. Uh, she came out this week, was talking about how it's it's she, you know, it's very important to her that the um, anxiety storyline, which is it, which is real, she suffers from anxiety, and that she wants it to to be uplifting to little girls who also suffer from that thing. And I'm like, it will only be that if they book you to win matches, Roxanne. <laughs> Since you have been revealed to have anxiety. You're, you're not doing great. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. <laughs> it hasn't been great for you since you revealed you have anxiety. Yeah, they've been booking you to lose most of your matches. Like, it's, yeah. So Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Gable Stevenson. Next. Versus, do, we have to, do we have to talk about this? Versus Corbeard the Pirate. Um, why, 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 was his Titan, why was his Titantron an exploding clipper ship? Why isn't yours? I mean, if I had one, it would be. But I would be a pirate-themed wrestler. Why don't you have a Titantron? I, 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 I would be a pirate themed wrestler though. And my finisher would be an arm bar. Oh, you. And then you um, could go, you could go to the pub with Gallus and you could do an arm bar on the bar. <laughs> I'd be taking your title this Sunday matey. Like I'd be just doing that over and over again. Most things. I would, I would, if I were a wrestler, I would be a pirate themed wrestler. Um, it would be fun. I'd, be I'd wrestle fun. with an eye patch. Um, I'd, I'd switch it from, from one to the other mid match and let my opponent lose his mind. That'd I feel like if you have an eye patch, you have to work in AEW just by. Yeah. Just, just yeah, just, because, yeah. Just because. Yeah. Just because. You have an eye patch. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. He he has it. He has a, a an exploding pirate ship. Yeah. As his Titantron, I don't. Was there um, a was I there a deleted so along for this ride? Now, a deleted so scene in. in his weird journey where, like, after he found his clone, they went back in time to seventeen fifteen 
and and join the crew of Blackbeard? Like, at at what point did he become? Did his Titantron become pirate themed? I mean, I ever since he found the three inches version taller of himself, right? I'm just like now in on whatever this is. I don't care if it makes sense. Like, you got torches and met a taller version of yourself and now you're a pirate i'm i am unbelievably in all right cool. let's do it i don't want an explanation um, i don't want to know do you know who who um uh, who else is totally riding with it the crowd in cedar park texas because they Ooh, love them some corbin hell. at least when compared to gable steveson that's correct um i don't know if there was somebody in the in the audience passing out literature informing them of, of Mr. Stevenson's past, which you can find with a rudimentary Google search. But um, but this crowd was not here for the great American hero in his Olympic singlet wrestling his first match. In Coming Texas. out w- with a gold medal um, in Texas. In um, <laughs> Mark Losper, we've missed I you love- so much. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Baron Corbin went on a journey to meet himself, and when he met him, when he metaphorically met himself, he literally met himself, uh, and he had a hood on and a tiki torch, and because the video editing was off, the version of himself that he met was three inches taller than himself. Is that well explained? You you gotta see it. You gotta see it. I mean, I I don't recommend it, but you gotta, you know? It's just mm-hmm. that's that's the way it is. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, Mark Losper says Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin is a horrible collection of words. Wait, Baron Corbin is a pirate? Well, no, just his Titantron is a pirate. I don't. He's not. He's got. He's got like he's got gear now. He's got new gear. Looks like it was designed in Ed Hardy lab, but like it's it's fine. It's 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 it's. it's he's a professional wrestler. Who just happens to like Assassin's Creed Black Flag? I don't know. It's just That's a thing. Who knows? I don't know. But the crowd, uh, they were like, "We love Corbin. As long as he's wrestling this dude, we love Baron Corbin." Because they were cheering for everything he did and booing anytime uh, Gable Stevenson got in offense. Um, I thought they were chanting this, not this Gable, which <laughs> yes, is not, amazing. Not this Gable. Um, uh, you're not Angle. Um, and not this gable. Um, somebody had a somebody had a sign that said, Not my gold medalist, which is excellent. Um, so he is boring, he's boring, he's boring. Um, David, David, uh, Filipich says, Uh, Gable Stevenson isn't ready, he's a vacuum of charisma. Glad Corbin isn't wearing those dumb basketball shorts anymore. Thoughts on his gear presentation? I'm 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 totally fine with the gear. The gear looks fine. I don't see how it relates to a like a mid 1700s ship exploding on his Titantron. That's all. I'm here for it. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't think you need a reason to have an exploding pirate ship on your Titantron other than mm-hmm. that they look cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Burn the ship. He talks about it in his ATB is that the Corey Graves podcast After that I will never bell. listen to? Okay. 
Well, I, 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 I have not listened to it. I do not know anything about burning the ships. Um, do not involve homework with your, your, your new Titan Tron. Uh, if you want anybody to understand why you're, why you appear to be a pirate in your Titan Tron, but you're not actually a pirate. Like, this one is just like on you for not being on board with an exploding pirate ship. Like, <laughs> I don't want I you to say I'm not on board me. with it. I'm just still confused by it. I can okay. Be it makes by it. no sense. Great, good. Like, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But just let it. Just let it happen. Um, uh, David, David Philly also also wants uh, which is the meta the metaphors match wasn't on the kickoff show. They're my new really favorite good. faction in NXT. They're great. They're great, and I hope they get more and more TV time. They're fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Feeling Dreepy says, outside of the fact that nobody likes Steveson because of his history, I think WWE forgot that the recent Kurt Angle was a heel for most of his career, uh, is because nobody likes the douchey guy whose whole personality is talking about having won gold medals. Um, and then Luis uh, chimes in and says, it's kind of why peeps did not like Jason Jordan as a singles wrestler at the start, too unfortunately um there's i don't know man i i'm i'm i i i feel like the uh, braggadocious jock is the guy who beats up most wrestling fans when they're in middle school yes i'm just saying so that guy doesn't isn't related to as a, as an all-american hero by your fans they have ptsd of being stuffed in a locker Back where they could fit in a locker. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but like that—that's you know, that's. I'm just saying, possibly. I, I just know. also feel like uh, pro wrestling scripted, so mm -hmm. like the fact that you can suplex somebody mm -hmm. isn't like everybody there can suplex. Right. <laughs> like, and a lot of them can do it really well. Yeah. So, like, that can't be your entire character. I think it's a combination of the character is really boring. Right. And yeah. I think people genuinely appreciate a lot of what Baron Corbin has right. done and is continuing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then the ending was really, really stupid. Well, no, the ending was dumb. Um, they, they, it was mostly Baron Corbin beating up the kid in his first match. He took some good bumps. Um, he doesn't have what it takes like, carry the story of the match because it's just kind of he's just there you can tell he's an athlete but he's just there um and then um there wasn't a lot that he did like there was no like there was no like a, a comeback spot where he hit four suplexes in a row or something <laughs> that that never happened the match just ended there was a double count out and then there was a brawl and then some security guys ran in and then Steveson suplexed the, the the security guys, and then um, he suplexed Corbin through a barricade. So this feud will continue um, mercilessly uh, for as long as it goes. Didn't he debut last WrestleMania? Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I mean it's been a while. Yeah, when it, when he when he. Uh, when he um, he was suplexing the uh, Chad Gable, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I feel like you should have figured out something about wrestling. Yeah. by now. Yes, 
Especially when you already had the in-ring ability. Like, it mm -hmm. just... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, this um, was... I really liked what Baron Corbin's done since he came back, and you added an exploding pirate ship to it. I should be, yeah. like, in. Right. But this was just a... Snooze, snooze, snooze. Yep. Um, uh, no, the crowd, crowd turning was hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't. Who sent this in, uh, Luis? We've we've deleted the person who sent in this thing. Says Dominic, no mere mortal can rival my go away heat. Gable Stevenson, hold my beer. <laughs> um, people did not like him in that particular um, venue. I don't know if that'll extend to regular NXT uh, on the regular TV, but people in Texas were not here for it. I don't know what they think I'm supposed to like about him. Robert That's Lyle sent in that thing about uh, Gable Stevens hold my beer. Sorry. It was good. You were on the nose yes, about it. I, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they I don't know what, like, they haven't presented anything that, there's a lot of things that they present to me that I'm supposed to like and don't like. I don't feel like mm -hmm. they've done a good job of presenting me what they think I'm going to like about him. If that makes sense. Like, they, they haven't even given me their reasons to let me decide. <laughs> It's true. He was drafted to Raw two years ago. In 2021? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know, man. Maybe go back to the Olympics. <laughs> um, he was drafted to know. Raw 2021. Um, Stephanie announced it, I remember. That I feel like Stephanie, I remember. Stephanie had that crazy, giant, weird, like, baring her teeth and not actually smiling smile. And she was like, but, but, but she, 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 that's, that's better. But you gotta like, gotta squint up the eyes. So it looks like you're like, you're about to like devour your prey. Yeah. Mm. Um, but she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like, Tara Gable Stevenson. And everyone's like, is that guy having a match yet? And yeah. So no. Um, um, it is funny because uh, if Gable Stevenson was not Gable Stevenson, Corbin would be the perfect guy to work with him and, and be the heel to get that guy over. But Gable Stevenson yes. is Gable Stevenson, and that's, that's Ergo. a problem. Ergo. Yeah. Does not work. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. It was, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, um, the Bepjir? B-E-P-J-R. I'm looking. Yes, that is what it says. I don't know how to. Uh, the the Bepjir. Um, says that senior, yes. Uh, the Bep Jr., there you go. The Bep Jr., there you go. Um, it was uh, nice seeing Cora and GG video packages. Not if you have the lowest tier of pe Peacock, you didn't. That's this guy, just just pinching pennies anywhere he can, except for when I decide to buy seven pounds of sour patch kits. I there I haven't been like wow they've done such a great job of transitioning the WWE network to Peacock I need mm -hmm. to spend the next year up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um uh yeah Cora and Gigi uh I'm I'm glad they're getting video packages. I'm, I do something good. The Gigi and Kiana James thing so far is just a lot of paint and it's not much else. So and the Cora Jade and Dana Brooke thing ain't, go ain't going so well. So we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, 
Mark Losper says, okay, next hypothetical. I have a feeling this is going to continue oh, for no. a while. Gable Stevenson joins the Judgment Day, removing Finn as leader. In exchange for, okay, Eddie Kingston winning the G1. Oh. It's really hard because there's the, the selfish part of me also doesn't want Eddie Kingston. I don't want him to lose to Sonata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want him mm-hmm. to not be on AEW programming anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets a little bigger than wrestling for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want somebody with Gable Stevenson's history uh, in a prominent spot on three television programs. Right. So mm-hmm. breaks my heart to do this to Eddie Kingston. Mm. But uh Ethical Kate has to come in and, and crack the whip a little bit. Darn, darn you and your ethics. I um, know. Yeah. Though we've established uh, that I have none because of I watch the Saudi shows. So uh laying the smackdown wrestling and sports says Gable will be NXT champ probably within a year. I don't know. Maybe. I don't I I feel like that's a leap. To say, considering he was supposed to get cheered tonight, got booed, and it was true. A, not good bad. That's true. Um, Lyra Valkyria got interviewed um, about um, how she um, briefly lit a fire under her, and then uh, JC Jane showed up, and they fought near the the garage door that makes a lot of sound when you bang on it, and they got pulled apart. So they're going to have a match um, on Tuesday. Yeah, it's just mostly like if you if you accidentally bang a, like like nudge the door, it'll sound like <laughs> that's my second favorite noisemaker backstage next to the clangy poles. Oh, the all clangy the, poles clang so the, much. The, the, when they knock down the clangy poles and they go clang 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 clang. Oh, I love the clangy poles. Ah, uh, so much fun. <laughs> I feel um, like you could play them as an instrument. You probably could. Um, you know what else is happening on Tuesday? Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Yeah. Know what else is happening on Tuesday? The schism is going to interrogate all of their followers because everyone in the group thinks that it's Brutus and Julius, which it obviously is, except for the Rock's daughter. So they're making the Rock's daughter into an absolute idiot, which doesn't feel like you should do that to the Rock's daughter. But it's obvious to everyone that it's obviously Julius and Brutus was like, no, it can't be them. They're gone. But we will interrogate all of our followers and they will they will take off their max and they will have to prove to us who they really are. Um, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you and I have never actually been in the same room together, which no, is never. a travesty on many levels. But, like, if I saw you and you just had a yellow mask on from Party City <laughs> and even if we're just wearing all black, I would be like, right. oh, hey, Alex. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. if you were in a multi-month-long mm-hmm. feud wrestling people yep. and you... Huh? What? <laughs> Why do you have to interrogate them? Why can't no. you just be like, hey, take off your mask, I don't idiot? Know. Why is there an interrogation? 
I mean, like, but this is this seems like something they're gonna do in the ring, live in front of an actual audience, and they're gonna have like five people in a, in a row, and the last two in the row are going to obviously be Brutus and Julius wearing masks, but they're gonna go through the whole process of like interviewing the three before, and they're like like take off their masks, and it's just a random PC kid, and then it's gonna be like the last two, like, hey, I don't recognize you. When did you join up? And then they're going to take off their masks. It's going to be the creeds and they're going to beat up GYV. Um, and it'll prove that there was no such thing as a, as a loser leaves town match. And it's just dumb. I. There's nothing. And AEW is really bad at this too. So don't, don't come at me like nerds. Right. Yeah. The like big reveal moments that aren't a big reveal are some yeah. of my favorite favorite moments of wrestling mm-hmm. like when they yeah. were like jake hager is going to be a huge reveal of the yes. earliest time. i think the first time like and it flopped i was like that is hysterical to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. uh i just like yeah it's them i wish there was one person in the faction that was that treated it with levity instead of it because nobody that's in there now can can do this but mm-hmm. if there was just one guy that was like if Kevin Owens was in something like this, it was the guy who was like, "It's them." <laughs> like it would be so good. Yep, it'd be great. Like, of course it's them. Look at that. Yeah. Like, just yeah. one person losing their. It would be awesome so if they good. could actually if they actually had two guys who are the exact same build. As that too. I thought about that too. That'd be fun, but it's not going to be that. that um, uh, Lord Kev says that uh, Alex, your pirate finisher should be the. Forearm shiver me timbers, mm-hmm. uh, or the eye patch eye poke. Oh, I like um, that. I'm very in favor of the eye poke finisher. Love y'all. We love you too, Lord Kev. I love um, that eye poke too. Uh, okay, here's something I don't love. Um, uh, ruining um, what could have been an amazing Mustafali and Wesley feud for Dominic. Um, I don't know when this was the plan, but it can't have been for always. Um, uh, they brought they credit to like Vic Joseph for people who haven't been paying attention weekly yes. to to bring them up to speed on the whole Mustafa. Why is Mustafa Ali here? I haven't been watching this thing. Um, well, uh, he um showed up right after losing to Gunther at Sands of Time, um, and out of champions, and he um. He want he was so close to being the intercontinental champion, and he needed to, he needed to find gold at some point. So he just showed up, and you could tell he was targeting North American champion. Uh, he's been hovering around that for a while, uh, and he's and he's and he finally got his one on one match for the title, and then Dominic uh, cut in line and became champion before he could get his one on one title match. So he's very upset about that. So good for them for like explaining that, but you could. You can absolutely tell if you did watch every episode, they were planning one thing and then they were like, what if Dominic instead though? And then they just did that. And they're trying to like figure out a way of like doing something like what they were going to do, but have Dominic be involved. And it kind of, you know, because Dominic ruins everything, but it very, very much ruined all of whatever they were planning on doing. And it's unfortunate because it could have been good. It ended Wesley's title reign. It ended the momentum that Mustafa Ali came down with. 
the crowd's not behind it in the same way at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bates not on my screen anymore. It was a a carefully orchestrated dance of people who were friends with each other and people who were with alliances of each other, but all fighting for the same thing. And um, then they just decided that they were going to do none of that and they were going to make Dominic Mysterio champion and ruin three tracks in one shot for no real reason to a far inferior wrestler than any of the world-class wrestlers um, that were in there. Dominic's bad, but like, it also doesn't take a lot to not be as good as Mustafa Ali, Tyler Bate, and Wesley. Like they're three of the best in the world. So that gap is even higher. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand refusing to give Mustafa Ali anything and also not letting him be released from his contract. I I don't get why you have something out for that guy. It's, it's just insane that you would see somebody's ceiling be that high and just Mm -hmm. voluntarily waste it and also not let him go work somewhere else. And And trash creative, just trash creative. And by the way, Rhea Ripley won tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk more about the finish. Robert Philippich says, why can't we give any Ali anything nice? That man deserves it all. And Mark Losper says, nothing shows how great a guy Mustafa Ali is more than him wanting to quit this company, yet still putting in 300% every time he's on screen. It's true. It's true. Um, it's true. Um, the, the match is, as I said, laid out as Dominic uh, doesn't belong here. Uh, both guys hate Dominic more than they hate each other. So they're going to take turns beating the piss out of Dominic um, and get the crowd cheering for that. And then Dominic snakes a victory with the help of his infinitely more talented um, uh, girlfriend um, uh, when she interferes on in his behalf. Um and so that's 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 the that's the story of pretty much every match, but the triple threat in particular, like the the crowd, um, really popping for um, <laughs> for Mustafa Ali going to chop Wesley, but Wesley diving out of the way and Mustafa Ali chopping Dominic, and then Wesley doing the thing, same thing with Mustafa Ali diving out of the way and him chopping Dominic. The crowd really top, popping for that. It made me realize watching it, like. All of this would work, all of it, if it wasn't Dominic. If it was just a talented professional wrestler who had really good comedic timing, could play the character, and if you put him in the match, is going to hit all of his spots, move with alacrity, actually do the spots right, um, it would be great. Even it would just really, like really work. One. If, but, but he's none of those things. And so it, it, so that's, that's, that's where I have the problem with it. Yeah. He, this was sadly like the most passable he's looked to, but like, it's, I, I'm not mad anymore. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, Mark Losper saying it's really weird to read Dominic Mysterio retains title after not paying attention to this product for a while. How in the world did that happen? He showed up on an episode of NXT because Finn Balor and, Judgment Day were in the building and said, hey, Wesley, aren't you the guy who gives out title shots? I want one. And Wesley, stupidly, because he's a babyface written by WWE, says, sure. 
I got a no, title that, match in two weeks. That's not what happened. He said, aren't you the open challenge guy? And Wesley said, yes, but I don't do that anymore. Right. And Dominic said, go. I want to open challenge you. That's right. And he said, I'm... yes. And he said, next week. Because that's how right. open challenges work. There's nothing right. good about this. Right. Um... Uh, t- this was a whole, there was a whole mess of chemistry here between Wesley and Mustafa Ali too. Like this was the parts that were not overpowered by the stinky story. Man, Mustafa could just do, and Wesley too. Don't get me wrong, right. but like, what a reminder that Wesley is is so incredible at this. From like any little submission thing that he did to like just all of it, he's just he's just fantastic at every aspect of his job. I wish they would let him right. get promoted in any way. <laughs> um, near the end of the match, the the final beats include Mustafa Ali going for a four fifty to both guys laying across the apron and then they both move and he lands the 450 on the apron on his knees and shoulder somehow both and i was like just please don't be hurt yeah like i don't want that for you you don't you shouldn't have to take time because you love doing this the only thing that explains doing it 300 percent every time he does it even though he, he, he works it. for a company that he hates is because he loves it so much he can't give less than 300%. His body won't let him. So um, then I just didn't want him to get hurt. Uh, So he's out for a while. Um, But Wes and and Dom do some stuff. Rhea gets involved again and again and again. And finally, um, uh, Wes Lee is um, laid out because he got hit with a title, I think. I don't remember. Um, that's what happened. He got hit with the title. He got he laid out, title, yeah. but Dominic is up on the top, uh, top rope and Mustafa Ali runs in from out of nowhere, hits a drop kick on, um, Dominic. So he falls back over the, the turnbuckle with his leg caught in it. And then Mustafa Ali goes up, hits the 450 on Wesley. Rhea Ripley pulls him out of the ring. Dominic straight writes himself, gets up on the thing, hits his terrible frog splash that goes, and and he pins Wesley to uh, retain his title. Uh, it was a better frog splash tonight, admittedly. Like it was. It was. A... Yes. Fine. Um, it's and compared uh, to the the rock falling through gravity ones that we normally get. It yes. was much better. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, Mustafa Ali did not figure in the decision. Um, so I guess that's something. Um, uh, Ryan uh, Sakini says um, Ali and Wesley move on to Carmelo North American chapter done I don't think I don't think that's I, wish, this, I, but... I, I don't think that's something they're going to do um, oh, that's right Rhea hit the riptide on Lee onto the broadcast yeah then Dominic really hit him with the title that's right that riptide that's was right. good looking too yes always is and then Lee kicked out of that and that's right that's what happened um um, and, uh, there was a backstage segment with the winners of the pre-show match and they all were talking about how great they are. And then Dragon Lee keeps walking and he ends up talking to Dominic Mysterio and Dominic's like, uh, um, well, look, it's another clone of my dad or something. Um, and you know, Dragon Lee says, you know, you're nothing like your father because you, you know, he commands respect and you don't, blah, blah, blah. He says, um, I'm the one who put the Mysterio name on the map. And 
um, you just another guy who just wants to be him and I'm whatever. I'm like, so we're going to have like, this is going to continue for a while. Like we've already watched um, Wesley, uh, Pete Dunn, um, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali losing a match, but didn't get pinned. Uh, we're going to watch Dragon Lee get pinned by by Dominic. There's um, all of your faves are going to get pinned in by Dominic in the name of Heat, and Dominic will do exactly nothing to earn those pinfalls in the name of Heat. It is exactly what they are doing. Um, and Ryan Sakini says said last week they want Dragon Lee to take the title. If that's true, um, he will be taking it um, in his second match. Because I don't think they're taking the title off Dominic anytime soon, and if they're if they're working D- Dragon Lee in into the mix now, um, then he'll lose now. Maybe he'll come be the one to take him off it eventually. But uh, I I don't know. I don't, honestly don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, what even just from like a timeline perspective, what event would that be at? Like something that they would do around payback? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I've seen lesser wrestlers, or I've seen better wrestlers not have great matches with Dragon Lee because he's, um, like Dominic versus an elite luchador is not something I'm looking forward to. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, right. I also don't like love <laughs> every luchador looks the same to be creative. It's fucking weird, <laughs> but all right. I no, I'm, I'm I continue to just not really have any interest in this because it's right. the same. I'll, like and even Dominic's weaknesses aside, of which there are many, uh, as seen in this promo, uh, I also didn't like when the bloodline was this. Like no. I don't, I don't like no, lather, rinse, repeat every single time matches where they all end exactly the same way. It's boring. It doesn't evolve anything. Right. <clears throat> I. So. No, I, not there's nothing will will make me um, refuse to suspend my disbelief faster than guy who obviously can't do this winning matches. Yeah, um, and because it's I'm, not even like in a clever way. Too. Right, I'm totally um, down for um, guy who can obviously do this taking shortcuts to win. Sure, because that because that guy that's, that's infuriating. Thing. Yeah, that's infuriating. Um, and that's that's what makes that good heel work. You you could you could you could just beat this guy, but you won't because you like to take shortcuts. That sucks. Um, or the one that I love is guy wins eighty to ninety percent of his matches by just being better, taking some shortcuts here and there, but just being better. And the times that he actually cheats has somebody attack him through interference or brings in a weapon or something. Those, because they are more rare, actually mean something. It means he doesn't think he can actually do it by normal means. Hence the guy he does it to gains stature because he, the champ thought he couldn't beat the challenger unless he cheated. That means the challenger is more worthy of a rematch. That kind of shit. That's just simple understanding of storylines. A guy cheats in every match is boring as fuck. Yeah. It's just boring, especially if it's the same way that's cheating. When Rhea Ripley is on the outside and just gets involved in every match to secure a victory for Dominic, it's boring. 
It's just and, boring. And to your point about it, to the point of it leveling up faces when you do choose to cheat, it also drags down faces here because they look like absolute idiots. Nobody brings someone to neutralize Rhea. No referee thinks to ban people from ringside and actually have right. them stay kicked out. Like, it also makes faces look dumb for not evening the numbers game. It looks really dumb yeah. that you didn't bring in an equalizer for Rhea. Like, yeah. it, you just make the other people look so stupid. And when the guy is actually not good at wrestling, that's just has a magnifying glass over it. Yeah. Um, Meet Norma says, tonight I made smoked flank steak and chicken wings, then made mushroom and shrimp risotto. Why is Dominic? Well, I, I can't answer that. If I, I, I don't, that's like, that's a, because they hate Dominic? me, because yeah. they hate, they hate me personally. I like to get um, Socratic Mar with it. And Mark Osper, um, uh, brings an ethical question into this as well. I don't watch much, obviously, but doesn't all of this Rhea killing dudes, i.e. putting Wesley through a table or um, pulling Ali out of the ring to allow Dominic to win. Um, doesn't this all, this naturally build to a big crowd pop when a dude finally attacks Rhea? Like, that's the way it would normally, would have gone 30 years ago for sure. But now, I, it, like, the problem is, is that I, it does feel like every time they do this, that they are building to an actual, honest to God, real match. Not Akira Tozawa runs away because he's scared, but an honest to God, real match between Rhea Ripley and and a guy. No way. Um, and, no and way it happens. It's never going to happen. But all of the creative surrounding her getting involved in like um, a guy trying to attack Dominic. So she stands between them and goes, come on, hit me. You know you wanna. You know you wanna. That signifies a build to the thing happening and they're never going to have the thing no. happen. So we're just going to sit here and watch the same thing over and over again, which what gets boring. It just, well, yeah. it's all, it gets really boring. Cause there's no, there's never any moments of satisfaction on the face side. Like the nobody who interferes faces a consequence the person never loses. It's it's just exhausting. It's just um, exhausting. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, they might have done the thing where somebody actually pops her. Um, 40 years ago, she would have gotten her cup up by by having the, the, the baby face, grab her by the back of the head, look around for approval, and plant a big old sloppy kiss on her. Of course. That'll show her. Huh? Um... There's, uh, the only, a TV network won't allow it. No. Um, <laughs> the only time that will happen is if Randy Orton faces Dominic because that is the only guy allowed to do intergender wrestling for some reason. <laughs> Randy hitting an RKO on Rhea Ripley would get one of the largest pops in the history of wrestling, and uh, and I, they're never going to do it. But I'm sure I'm sure it would get a ridiculous pop from any crowd. I just actually can't see. Assuming he comes back to RK Bro and the the Drew booking I have in my head is yeah. true, I I can't imagine them crossing paths. But, but that would be but it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Luis, you magnificent bastard. Um, Luis tells us that um, that uh, <clears throat> Tiffany Stratton defeated Thea Hale. 
Um, not with a lion tamer, but a lion toodles. <laughs> um, um, she, the, this match was, uh, she never should have been booked. I'll stand by it. I said it at the time, it's a bad idea to do a match like this. Um, I, is it, and I, I honestly don't know the answer to this, but in my head, this is, it doesn't make, it didn't make sense to me in a, is a submission match inherently no disqualification? I had the same question. Like, I guess you could, what I wish they had laid out the rules a little bit better, but it, I guess it means you have to tap out. Yeah. But I didn't think a submission match meant rope breaks weren't rope breaks. I, 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 I like, don't that know was why very I did weird. Like that's submission matches submissions in a regular match. submission yeah the only I, I i assumed that the only thing different about a submission match is you can't win by pinfall or count on or any other way but a submission is still broken when you grab the bottom rope correct like it I, it's I don't know. Like it just the, it commentary made it really confusing too because they almost acted like the finish was determined by a rope break. This was very very weird and it unfortunately like I like I said kind of at the beginning of the show I appreciated that they were trying to pull something different out of that what we normally see from the women. This was this was not a good match. This was like one no. of the the worst but, Tiffany Strap matches I've seen um it just I, didn't. It was clunky. It was all over the place. A lot of the submissions weren't held in well. It, right. This is the thing. That the, the 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 this is the one that Sean always used to, uses this quote. Uh, this this Paul Heyman always used to say. You play up their strengths and hide their weaknesses. That's the best thing you can do as a booker. This did not do that. It's the opposite. It, yeah, because the the thing of it is is. Thea, I, I think Thea Hale, especially for how young she is, is really great. And is going to get better and better and better and better. She's not a submission specialist. She does a Kimura. You know what I mean? So if she locks that in, then you're going to have a tough time getting out of it. Okay? Um, she's locked it in on Tiffany twice. Once in a match that Tiffany immediately submitted to, but the ref wasn't watching. Next, in order to like torture her into giving granting her a submission match, she put her in it and she immediately gave in and and you know um gave her the submission match. This time she puts her in it and she's in it for I don't know two minutes. Felt like forever. She got all the way to the rope, but she grabbed the bottom rope and there's no rope break. So then she's in the she's grabbing the bottom rope and then Thea Hale just lets go of it. Like they tried to like make it out that like like that Tiffany had pulled herself through the ropes to the outside, and so Thea Hale had no choice but to get to let go of it, but she didn't. She's let go of it. I, I don't know exactly what why the storytelling was there in that way, like what that was supposed to be, but whatever. Tiffany Stratton, not a submission person. Just not. That's not what she does. I will also remind you, this is her second title defense. The first one, she had a visual tap out and basically lost and then won via a distraction roll-up. This one, she didn't win. 
they threw in the towel like she won the match, but she didn't actually cause it. Thea Hale, who had her back damaged the whole time, was in a, 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 a double leg Boston Crab and then a single leg Boston Crab forever and refused to tap out, refused to do it. So she couldn't make her opponent tap out. Andre Chase saw that Thea Hale was in pain, threw in the towel. That was it. So you had Tiffany, who everyone thought was a shoe-in to be like the next big thing of a women's division. Her and Roxanne Perez. Like, you, you could have Roxanne chase Tiffany for a year and finally pay it off with this great thing. But you put the title on her, and you've just hamstrung her and kneecapped her every, every step of the way since. That is not how you run things with this. Because also, she's like five years older than Tiffany than Thea Hale, but she's also still young and still learning this. This is not how you book your young but up-and-coming champion. It's bad. Yeah, there's... So, the match wasn't great from an executional standpoint either. Like, there was one spot that reminded me of... Um... I think it was just, I forget what, what it was, but she had Tiffany Strand had her legs around Thea Hale and they were trying to sell it like she couldn't breathe. And she just had so much wiggle room. Like it just wasn't locked in right. And Thea Hale wasn't really selling it right. And it reminded me of when they tried the stair spot and you could just tell Ilya Dragunov had room under the stairs. Like submissions are just a really, really hard um when you put the constraint that it's only submissions on a match and you're not Brian Davison, Zack Sabre Jr. guys, like this makes it really, really difficult. And like the best thing in the match that we saw from a move set standpoint was the moonsault. Like Tiffany Strand's moonsault is amazing. It really is like the prettiest one ever. So I, I tried to, um, this was something that felt like a creative risk and didn't work out so well, but it, I was like, at least this was like a, a risk that had intent behind it where I feel like a lot of NXT risks are just, just bad and make no sense. Like, I think they were trying to show like that these women's wrestlers could do different things and it, they, it just wasn't there tonight. So from the match perspective, it wasn't great, but I appreciate the attempt. Um, the finish of it, if this was eight months into her reign, I kind of would have liked because it, I feel like it serves the Chase U story really well. Like Andre Chase is back now and he's thrown in the towel for his student, And like that piece of it walks away with some intrigue, but Tiffany Stratton, your champion looks weaker. And it was kind of like one of those reminders. It's so funny. I was just explaining this to um, a new friend of mine who is kind of just getting their head around some things in wrestling. And I was explaining of like how, when it's done right, winners and losers win like mm -hmm. that. If losing the match doesn't mean like a creative deficit. Um, and in this case to me, I was like, man, I just explained that. And I feel like the winner walked away with the creative deficit and the loser walked away with the benefit Um which is now even trickier to explain to somebody. But mm -hmm. for a title match, I think it's it's even more important that both sides walk away with creative wins out of it. And this, if it was just, if Tiffany was just a little bit longer established and this was further down the line, I would have less I, of a problem I, with I, it. But As I said yeah. on Tuesday, if this is 
halfway through her title reign. And like we've seen her have like completely different situation. Had had her matches where she has her style of matches and she can win those and she she wins them. Uh she gets she gets tested, but she comes through and it's a it's a definitive win for her. Uh and then all of a sudden this girl who she totally underestimates has her number with this 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 submission that she's never faced. And all of a sudden it becomes this thing of not only do I have to like beat the submission I can't beat, but I have to submit her. But we've already done the work of making her a legitimate champion before that. All for it. This cannot be how you start the reign. It yeah. just, it, it's just a bad And a, at that point, misstep. to what you said earlier, makes the Hale look more important too. Because yeah. it's like a um, now this really established champion who's been mowing through people yeah. suddenly is getting nervous at this 19-year-old kid coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Louise saying that her third uh, title defense will probably be against Dana Brooke. Uh, but hopefully it's, it's Gigi Dolan, is what he says. Um, uh, it is it is uh, a difficult uh, thing to say because I think that the NXT women's division is um, not as loaded as it might have been a few, a few months ago. Uh, but it's got some really great performers in it. Um, and uh, it it's a cool spot to give to uh, Thea Hale to like signify early on we think she's going to be a player, a real player in a few years. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of, of people like not jumping the line. Um, in this point in, in, in a developmental thing, like there'll be people who've been there for a while who are doing stuff. Thea Hale is very young and has her whole, whole developmental career ahead of her. Um, it would be really interesting to see what we're doing out of here from, uh, for what we have to give to Tiffany to do. Um, it's everything surrounding the, uh, the Roxanne Perez deal, um, has really, screwed everything up because 100% no um, doubt about that like I, I I honestly don't now looking back I honestly don't think that she was supposed to win the title anytime soon and she did that thing because they had her they had to get the title off Mandy Rose and the only option they had to make that work that night was Roxanne Perez and they just did it and the and then they did the thing with with Mako because they were trying to be creative on how to get the title off of her. And the fact that they never actually did anything to try to put the title back on her means it was an intentional decision to take the title off of her and have her flounder for a while doing this what she's done. Now she's had a big big match against Blair Davenport. Does she, after winning that, go right back into the title picture versus Tiffany? Maybe, but, like, but I don't think Tiffany's the losing case, the title anytime soon. I feel like even if that was the case, it started working. Like the match with Mako was so good. Like I don't even if that wasn't audible, the fact that you took it off of her that quick makes no sense because she was very over um and is a phenomenal wrestler. But at this point, yeah, I mean, I I liked the Thea Hale story for what I thought was like an intermittent feud because there is something really great about like Tiffany Stratton's just kind of like a, a pretty classic bully and Thea Hale's a pretty classic, like, mm-hmm. I mean, she's literally in chase you. Right. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that the, the match wasn't a little bit cleaner, but, uh, they, I, I hope that Tiffany 
uh, track gets gets a little bit cleaner. I feel like Gigi Dolan's a, a great call because uh, she's just so good in the ring, and I think mm-hmm. she's she's really acclimated to the babyface side of things very well. And in my opinion, like her, a lot of her uh, paint can BS aside, like the sincere promos that she was having with against JC Jane, like I, I think she really kind of fell into that very nicely. <clears throat> There's, and like weirdo um, goth chick versus blonde. Mm-hmm better mm-hmm. the new princess works sure. like that's a, that's a story that makes sense right there. and that i think also there's there's uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do with with blair yeah coming out of this loss but i don't think a one-on-one feud with her and tiffany works but i love her being involved in the triple threat just because um, oh yeah she and she and tiffany are both heels but could not be d- more different as heels and if you put somebody like a Gigi or a Roxanne across from them in a triple threat, that could be a lot of fun to see how Tiffany works with a Blair um, because they love doing that on the main roster. Two different kinds of heels, especially yeah. the women division, two different kinds of heels and, and one baby face. That'll be a good like training for her to see what it's like on the main roster. Um, Nicholas Starhart saying that I'm incredibly proud of my friend and former training partner, Thea Hale. It sucks tonight wasn't her night. But it's going to be a great moment when she finally wins the big one. It might be a few more months, but I'm certain she'll dethrone Tiffany. I honestly don't mind the idea of her dethroning Tiffany if Tiffany holds the belt for a while, the end of the year. Like it's just kind of hard to predict that because it's like Roxanne feels too far away, but it feels like it should be her in some respects. Like, Roxanne I don't know. beat Blair Davenport tonight in the other match on the play on the on the ple on the play. Mm-hmm. Tiffany won. I would not be surprised at all for Tiffany to come out and say, I'm the best and look at me. I'm so great. And Roxanne to interrupt her on Tuesday. Like that would not shock me in the least if they just decided to jump okay, right in. So it. then you do a fatal four way with Tiffany, Roxanne, Blair Davenport mm-hmm. and Roxanne's anxiety. There, yeah, right. That's Who it. Definitely pins Roxanne to get the title. 100%. A- anxiety champion of the thing. Uh, the next play feels that way some days. Two months, <laughs> um, so they're probably not going to start anything uh, now. But uh, yeah, um, it's it. It's no mercy. Uh, they're yeah. So they're going to do that. Um, so possibly that Roxanne is the is the challenger on on no mercy. Um, <clears throat> I like the idea of Thea Hale f- finally getting the title off of Roxanne. It just should be a, a, a while before that happens. Uh, sorry, off, off Roxanne, off of Tiffany. It should be a while before that happens, though. Sure. Um, I don't think I don't think Sol Ruka's coming back anytime soon, Ryan. She's got a bad knee injury, so it should be a while. Um, <sighs> the NXT Championship match was uh, brilliant. Carmelo Hayes and Ely Drag. I didn't realize this. I heard this. I don't know. Luis, can you do a fact check on something I I read in the Discord? Um, is <laughs> is Ilya Dragunov really only 29 years old? Because if so, God, we've got such a great 15 years ahead of us. Like, he's so, so good. These European dudes, man, they start at like 14 all the time. He's so it's damn good. Crazy. Um, uh, and boy, Carmelo looks great too. These two guys, I mean, but, but, like, but like, I've 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 come to expect this kind of thing from Carmelo. Sure. Um, and uh, and I'm still, it's one of those things. Like Carmelo's great. He's always going to be great. And every time I watch uh, Ilya, I'm like, 
this dude has like sneaky top three in the world written on it. Yeah. Like, like it's just weird of, of how many new things I see from him that really make me um, very, yeah, I can't believe it. Louis fact checked himself oh, for you. He fact checked himself. Good for you. This is okay. So, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't know this until recently, but like, all these kids start at like 15 and 14 yeah. years old in the UK. It's like a more, um, like it, it's treated like an after school club over there. It's just nuts. But like, he started at 14 and debuted at WXW at 15. Like, um, it's incredible how uh, different it's it's perceived in other parts of the world. But this was, I mean, both of these guys just were bumping their asses off too and selling like crazy. Like uh, Carmelo's athleticism with Dragonov's, uh, just the way he lays things in was such an incredible combination today. Like. A lot of times those things can kind of go one way or the other. These two you knew were going to be in control of it. Uh, but my God, whatever. I, I can't even remember what the move was. I don't have it written down in my notes. But whatever Carmelo came in off the top rope with. <laughs> that it wasn't like a there wasn't like a tilt a world backbreaker in it. But it was like a tilt a world yes. something. I can't even remember what it was. But just like the height yeah. that he was getting on things. And Ilya's just so special. Like he has... um. He has this ability to yeah the cutter that's what it was oh my like, god the cutter yeah it was just yeah like they, they were starting up setting up a superplex but then he switched it around and hit him with a cutter it was not crazy both corner spots were just absolutely bonkers um but this was this was a really great and productive main event trick was not being tricky today which was nice until until the end <laughs> until the end but it wasn't like obnoxious interference. Um, right. I, Ilya just like the, there's something really special when somebody has an ability to make every little thing in a wrestling match make sense. But like the, it's been in my bones so much thing where it, it there's just so much certainty in everything he does. Like yeah. um, you can see him closing logic gaps but it's it's just so in his body to do so that like it's not like sometimes you can see wrestlers actively thinking about things like that and yeah. it's just not it's like when you're that technical it's just that ingrained in you a really 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 wonderful main event a lot of things that made sense a lot of spots that were high were evenly matched but in different ways kind of thing like i felt mm -hmm. like there was a lot of um I can meet you with where you're at, but I do it in my own style and way in this. And it just was God. Oh, when wrestling's great, it's just the best thing in the world. <laughs> this, mm -hmm. is, this is one of those for basically the majority, all of this match. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Joseph Kirai says, Hey, KLX has been a minute. Hello, hey. Main event was a main event. It did feel uh, that I love way. the counters at the end, especially the code breaker spot. The, uh, the coast to coast into a code breaker. Ow. And then the um, <laughs> his leaping X kick thing, the mellow don't miss or whatever they call that, um, just caught into a sloppy power bomb because oh, Dragonov had yeah. nothing left. Like, there's, there's, like, this, I, I love a good, I, 
I'm running on fumes, but so are you. And if I can muster up enough of of something to knock you out before I collapse, I can win this match. I love that shit. And a match has gone on for a while, and they've been throwing bombs at each other. So him, and then we're like throwing like chops and forms at each other. It didn't feel like a come on, hit me. I shall stand here and wait for you to to throw your your best shot, and then I shall return in kind. It didn't feel like that at all. It was like these two guys are like, if I can hit him with my elbow hard enough, maybe he'll fall over, and then I will fall on top of him, and I will win. Like that's some really great stuff back and forth. Uh, amazing. Well, and that that spot I've always interpreted as being a spot of like. I can withstand more punishment than you can give exertion. Yeah. Um, and so when you do it at like that point in the match, <laughs> mm-hmm. like even those back and forth ones that I know a lot of people don't like, cause it's like, yeah, why would you hate, sit around and wait for your opponent to hit you or kick you? But that yeah. like the very male feeling pissing contest spot to me was always a thing of um, I can withstand the punishment, but you can't lay in the move without getting gassed out kind of spot. Uh, but these ones were just so vicious. It it did feel like the, I'm just throwing everything I can at you and hoping that you fall down with it. And I love, 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 mm-hmm. love that. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted them to hit, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted them to hit each other until one of them won. Sure. That's all. And if that person's Carmelo and he retains, that's fine. Like, Dragunov is not bulletproof. He can lose matches. Like, he is bulletproof, basically. But, like, he's not invincible. He can lose matches, especially to the top guy in NXT. He can lose that match. That's okay. You don't have to, like, work backwards from, well, we got to protect him somehow, so let's figure out what ridiculous thing we can convolutedly throw in here at the end of the match to allow this to happen trick carrying around the nxt title because he had to show it to carmelo this is what you fight for this is like this are you familiar with this title belt you wear to the ring this is what you fight for i'm carrying it around and pointing at it so i can be holding it when um dragonoff does a headbutt toward you but you'll he'll you'll move out of the way and then he'll headbutt this belt I have to be holding it for that to happen. So we had to like contrive a reason for me to be holding it. And the reason I'm holding it is to tell you, this is what you fight for. Fucking dumb. All of that is dumb. Um, what would be smart is to just have Dragunov and, and Carmelo fight until one of them wins. I don't understand why we can't just do that. Um, the thing I thought they were going to do, which might've been interesting to me personally, because I, I still don't like that they did what they did to Braun Breaker um, and then just retcon it out of existence is if like, because they've been doing some really interesting things about trick hating Dragunov because he doesn't feel like Dragunov respects him trick and Mello respecting Dragunov, the fighter and wanting to prove he's better than Dragunov because he knows Dragunov is one of the best in the world. But trick being like, let me hit him with this, please. I hate this dude. I want you to win. Let me do it. And Mello being like, we don't do that anymore. Not this guy. This guy, I need to do it for real. I need that from Carmelo to show growth since he was a heel. They still haven't done that yet. 
I thought they were going to do that and like do something that I would like at the end of the match. But instead, they just had him hold that and Carmelo standing here and Carmelo moves out of the way and uh, Dragunov headbutts the title and then roll him into the ring. He staggers around and, and takes an axe kick to the back of the head and loses. I will say that uh, it was at least a little bit better from the perspective of that's not heel interference. Like, yeah. I I didn't like it. But I did like that he was, his intent was to psych his friend up not to yes, interfere in the match. So right. that part of it, I have to say, like, even though I didn't really love it, it, it made way more babyface wrestling sense than what they normally can mm -hmm. do with stuff like this. So that I appreciated that it was at least a face motivated thing that ended up happening there. Um, I, it, it's more frustrating when you're like watching a classic in action to have that happen. And that, that kind of is what we felt like. And uh, I would have liked that if we got like a Carmelo heel turn out of this in some way, but that was not going to happen. It's too early for that. So um, yeah. certainly not, the worst interference complaint I had, but it also just kind of feels like you had Rhea hit the riptide. You had Andre chase throw in the towel. Like it would have been nice to have a clean finish here in this title match. Uh, Cause in the other title matches, we got mm -hmm. interference and goofy spots. So yeah. would have been nice if this one was clean, but uh, uh, just a fantastic match and not the worst ending that I've ever seen. No, Sorry. it's not the worst, but it's just not, as clean as it should be. And that's, I always want sure. the best it possibly can be. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I, I like what we're, we're being added here. This is something I've often thought of. Uh, I want to see a Carmelo Hayes NXT championship match with Trick Williams banned from ringside. Here's the twist. Carmelo does it. Oh, I that like that a lot. That somebody, I don't care who it is, tells Carmelo, you can't win without your boy. If, if he's not hitting somebody in the back of the head like Braun Breaker to give you that title, he's coming over there and giving you pep talks. You can't win without your boy. And and Melo says, yes, I can. I'm going to I'm gonna face you one-on-one. -on -one. He's not going to be there. And Trick's like, I'm not going to be there? What do you mean I'm not going to be there? And this pisses off Trick. Because Trick... It's like you're choosing. You wait, wait, wait. No, I've been with you every step of the way. What do you mean I'm gonna be there? I have to do this without you. This one thing you gotta understand. I gotta do this without you. And Trick doesn't understand. I'm not saying it would necessarily lead to him turning on Carmelo and costing the title, although it could. But it would allow some friction there that that makes hasn't it interesting. Been there. At least it makes it interesting. That's the thing. Sure. Um, there's some there's some interesting things uh, there. Um. Uh, uh, Sean says, once Trick grabbed the title, I convinced myself he was turning heel and there'd be a title change, even though it would make no sense. See, what I want is for them to act, if they're going to do something like that, is to build it over several weeks, starting very small and building and building and building until if Trick comes out to ringside during the match that Carmelo told him not to be there. You wonder, is he there to help Carmelo against Carmelo's wishes? Or is he there to screw with Carmelo because he's pissed at Carmelo? That, if you, that would be a really cool moment, whatever way they chose, if they build it slowly. Um, too early for that, too. But uh, Mark, he works a lot better than he did a year ago. 
Very much Credit so. to Trick Williams. He put on a lot of muscle and he works a lot better than he used to. I will say that. Um, uh, Ryan Sakini says, I like the belt showing. It felt like a real sports thing. I don't know. I've never seen that in sports. Not I've, mid-match. I mean, but I've I never seen like I I don't I've seen like like to psych you up before the match in the middle of the match I've never I don't I've never seen that, but it feels like something that would be in a sports movie, but I don't know that I would I I've seen it in a. So in a you real mean thing. sports cinema? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, uh, Broadway Joe says I'm starting my Wesley and Ilya to AEW agenda here. Is that selfish? I I don't know what the future holds for anybody period i don't because if 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 vince is still around making decisions who knows what anything is at any point you know what i mean it's just bigger than wrestling like i don't know what anybody's future is tomorrow and who knows what anything is just in this world yeah true yeah i look i think it's as long as you're reasonable about it, fantasy booking people at whatever promotion you want them to be in is a perfectly harmful thing. Just don't be weird about it. Right. Like all I, all I care about is that all I care about is that person A faces person B. I don't care where it happens. It could happen on the moon. I Ooh, did Alex the, there's a, there are matches that that I wanted to see Gar- Johnny Gargano have against people in AEW. That I might never see. Now, there are like there are matches I wanted to see Kevin Owens have against people in AEW or Impact, for that matter, that I might never get to see. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or at least if I want to see him, I gotta go back in time and watch Kevin Owens when he was like in his early twenties. You know, when he was Kevin Steen. Um, Man, there's yeah. so many matches that I want to see Johnny Gargano have in WWE that I don't think I'm ever gonna get to see. That's, so that is true. That is very true. Um, Broadway Joe uh, has an idea. A reign where Tiffany bests her opponents at their own game would be good. Thea is a submission person, I think. I don't watch NXT. She's not. She learned one submission six weeks ago. And that, in NXT terms, makes her a submission person. But I get what you're saying. Um, Beat Gigi in a hardcore match, etc. Kind of like what Okada was doing back in 2017. Um, I wouldn't mind that if you were like, okay, we, we want to give uh, Tiffany a long reign. Um, and the first five defenses are all standard. They're good, but they're standard-ish. Uh, maybe a, a cage match in there or something. And then she does something like she did tonight and goes, you know what? I could beat you at your own game. I'm going to beat you at yours and you at yours. And she gets a little bit bigger for riches. That could be I really, I, I need, I need you to tell me what would the match against Fallon Henley be? Um, it, Stables uh, at the stable? Like Tiffany yeah. has two other people with her? No. What was the one? Didn't Deanna Perrazzo and Mickey James have one where they had like a hardcore match in a stable? Yeah, it was like a country... Uh, what a was con- it called? I don't forget what they called it. Oh my god, but it ruled. It was so yeah. good. Let's I was do like, that. I was like, oh, that's going to be silly. And I was like, wait, no, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to know like the the hardcore horse match though, or like where Mm -hmm. where there's where the horses can use the weapons. Like I (laughs) is that what it was called? Was it called a bunkyard match? It was a a bunkyard brawl, I think. Bunkyard brawl. All right. Yeah. Um, Mark Losper says it has nothing to do with NXT, but the elite are facing Jeff Jarrett and Co. 
on the 200th episode of Dynamite. I hate wrestling. Me too. I also hate wrestling. Alex? Yep. That just made me a collider? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Um, uh, who had compare Okada to <laughs> Tiffany in bingo tonight? It was funny. I was going to say that. I can't believe somebody that was referencing Okada's 2017 reign doesn't watch NXT. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm shocked. Shunned, I tell you. Um, Happy G1 season to you, sir. In, uh, insert clever Tegan Knox pun. We're doing mafia puns, remember? Uh, and Italian yes. food puns. Tegan Knox stock and two smoking barrels. Well, that's 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 the uh, the British mafia, but I'll I'll allow it. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, Jesse Ozog says Bruno Sambuca and <laughs> um, the pancetta to pancetta suplex. <laughs> belly to belly that's very um, clever <laughs> uh lieutenant photo says uh tony d and stacks finisher the super salad well played yeah you know like yeah um uh, jesse ozog says tony the angel hair pasta with garlic and herbs <laughs> <laughs> tony the angel hair is very good um <laughs> I like the adding the pasta yeah garlic and herbs. I mean, obviously um <laughs> uh, Della Common says Gumadinrana. Gumadinrana? Gumadinrana? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't get that one. I'm bad at that one. I don't know what that one is. Della Common. Gabagool Rama. I know what that is. Perhaps. Um, uh, Meet Norma says chicken cachatoodles. <laughs> cachatoodles. Uh-huh. Uh Ricardo says, What's up, pasta? Nothing? Okay, noodles. <laughs> noodles is very good. Some pasta. Um, and pieces says Katsuyori Chibata. <laughs> I I was gonna say uh Tommaso Chibata, but that's uh, very good. That's, that's good too. Um <clears throat> Yes, boy says, what are y'all favorite wrestling taunts to do? Wrestling taunts to do? I'll tell you what, a, it's not a what chant or a get the tables yep. chant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those can get out of there. Um, yep. Ironically, for a long time, it was the Hulk Hogan flex and and, and point thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, like what wrestler ones? Like wrestling taunts, not chants. Like taunts. I I like just I like uh, it's not really a taunt, but I do love miming. This here the straps are coming down. Yeah, that's like a pretty just... good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I have to think on that. That's tough. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good. That's a. That's a good. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. I used to like this, the MVP. This... Was good. Um, that. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, they don't really have signature taunts anymore. Not, not really. Like, I guess. Oh well, like, hey, you know what? You know who's got one? Uh, Dragonoff. He does that thing in the corner where he like swings one arm way over here and one arm way over here and one arm way over here, then does and runs the head, does the headbutt. That shit is pretty good. Um, Gravity's walk. That's good. Yeah. Oh, oh the my. One. The, the, the Samoa Orton. Joe gravity walk away. Yeah. I yes, John, I passed mm -hmm. away. Um, the, yeah, Ultimate Warrior rope shakes very good. 
Um, the oh, rope the, the, the old Goldberg. I don't know if he does it anymore. If he does, I don't know. I don't watch his matches. But the, he used to do the thing where he would do like the, the that thing after he hit the spear. It was just fun. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the, the, the Undertaker was always good. Of course. The that standard. was good. Oh, uh, before we realized what a what a what a what a monster he is in real life, the cane like where he'd make the he'd make the the fire go and then and you yeah, I mean pretend fire yeah. That's pretty good. That's true, Jake. True. Listen, everyone has done the Triple H spray while in the shower. You can't tell me otherwise. I do the. Oh, you I mean, yeah. That that's actually going to be me about five minutes after we get off the air. <laughs> so I'm going to go to sleep. And Kent is going to um, be like, Alex stole my shit. Yeah. For like uh, 10 years and then not take a match with you. Uh, Matthew Plus says that Katie it was trying to be less offensive by pivoting from Italian stereotypes to mafia. Well, it was, a, I said mafia movies, first of all. Right. Like a subset. True. Yeah. I just didn't want people throwing out ethnic slurs with right. my thing. That's true. Um, that's Don't it. you lecture me about not being offensive, Matthew Plus. Listen, that's true. I also... Anyway. Um, that's it. That's it. That's we, didn't get, we, we did we, it. We, yeah, we, we, did, we did the whole show. Two hours. Look at that. We did it. We, we did, did two it. hours because we, we had no jukeboxes. And no, that's not an invitation. No. I'm done. Okay. Tuesday, you can send in jukeboxes. Today, I'm so done. I'm so tired. I didn't do my invoice. Sorry, I have to. Do oh, I got to do one of those. Yeah, I got to do that too. Oh well, <laughs> got to do that now. All right, we're bad. We're bad. We're bad employees. We're gonna go we'll be bad employees we're together. Not. We were. We, are. we were doing this. Right, but we should have done that. Deadline. We should have known we were gonna do it and and done it. Ahead. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I don't know what. what uh, hey, it's the perfect time to say it again. Think about Ricky Rainbow being a bro. Yeah. Oh, he's very, he's very much a bro. Oh, that's so good. Um, uh, it's the perfect time because our boy Tony D, he's the champ. I feel like a proud papa. So for all of you out there in the SGS, a very special. Keep cool, Gabagools. We did it. We did!